This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is sponsored by The Forward. Stay up to date with unlimited access to news, culture, and opinion all through a Jewish lens. And for our listeners, for 2NJB listeners, get six months of The Forward for only $10. That's 67% off. An exclusive subscription offer for our listeners, forward.com slash 2NJB, and get six months for 10 bucks. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at AJN.TimesOfIsrael.com. Corona, it seems, is wreaking havoc throughout Israel, as we're in the midst of a semi-lockdown and the worst is yet to come. The theaters have been closed since winter, the movie industry is on hold, and thousands of artists, actors, producers, and others from the entertainment industry find themselves at a crossroads. Some choose to take the stimulus checks and the government is sending and keep their heads down. Others take another approach. If you grew up in Israel, there's no way you haven't heard of Aki Avni. Aki is one of the busiest, most talented actors in Israel. There isn't an angle of Israeli culture where he didn't leave his mark. Theater, TV hosts, cinema, TV shows, and even Hollywood. Avni's career is simply breathtaking. 2NJB is happy to have Aki Avni on the show today to talk about finding inspiration during the times of pandemic, the craft of acting, expressing your political views in Israel, and much, much more. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the um, incredible intro. That's credit <laughs> goes to him. But I meant every word of it. He wrote it. I meant it. <laughs> so what, I mean, first, we, we already got started. I think there's no chance that we're not going to start right. the episode from where we started before the intro. But uh, I guess, what do you do all day? I mean, right? You're an actor. So you must just sit around and do nothing. You haven't now been that acting corona. for quite some time. We have to understand that entertainment is uh, is divided to a uh, uh, few groups. The uh, there's the uh, cinema, there's um, the TV, and there's the other, the, the world that really um, uh, been stopped since uh, February, which is all the uh, the world of performances, uh, the uh, the Israeli ballet, the opera, the theater, and um, uh, singers' open shows. Um, that that one is completely got uh, affected from the, that time of the uh, coronavirus. Uh, but uh, I have to I have to say that I'm I'm, I'm really lucky that uh, since February, since the uh, first uh, lockdown, uh, right after I uh, I finished two films, uh, shooting of two Israeli films, and uh, a wonderful TV series that I just uh, finished four days ago. And I'm starting a new film. We're shooting in Ukraine in three weeks. So I was lucky to work um, on a project uh, right after the other. But yeah, after uh, many years in the theater, um, it's very sad. I mean, uh, you know, see, I'm, I'm 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 watching my uh, my friends, and it's it's really sad to see this uh, the culture. Um, um, it's it, look, but. There's nothing. There's you. You have to look at the uh, reality with uh, with uh, with open, clear, and understandable eyes. It's, it's it is what it is. What can you do? But you know, I've been thinking about it. Who knows when we'll get back on track? Nobody knows. Like, and how will theater and comedy and music look like by the time? What will remain of that by the time? You know, it's very disturbing questions. You know, I, I, a lot of artists uh, got really nervous about me when I uh, went to the TV shows uh, back in February, and I said that each one of us uh, has have to to look a year or two years ahead and to calculate uh, the steps with no shows and no theater. And a lot of people thought that I um fantasy like um, um how do you say hazui in english that you're uh, crazy ridiculous yeah, um, yeah, yeah and and it was it was really obvious to me 
the one thing that the theaters could do is to open stages outside of the theater, like the National Theater. Habima has a wonderful space outside of the uh, of the theater. Mm -hmm. uh, so as the Kamri Theater, which they are the biggest two theaters uh, in Tel Aviv, in the big city, they could do the open shows outside. Apparently, unfortunately, uh, I, I don't know the reason. They didn't do that. I mean, but so... <sighs> If these, you know, uh, circumstances happen on their own, right? People just didn't show up to the theaters uh, because they decided not to because there's a pandemic outside and maybe they very well would or are doing that. But right now, you know, the, the, the lockdown that we're in currently, the previous lockdown and many of the restrictions that have been between are because, you know, people on high are making these decisions. Is there any anger inside you about the fact that, you know, there's not the freedom for us to decide how we want to live through these tough times? The anger within me is about the uh, citizens in Israel that doesn't take the orders. That's my real anger. I'm walking outside and I'm, I'm watching people, like 70% out of the people doesn't put the mask on. Some of them will you know, we'll put it under the nose. Some of them will put it, in, uh, you know, on the neck. All these silly games. So this is this is this is the main thing, the main issue for me in that um, event of the uh, coronavirus pandemic. It's very easy to point at the government or at the people in the high ranks in the government and blame the whole world, but. Hey, what's going on? When what do you see when you look at yourself in that manner? Mm -hmm. And I think this is the real failure in that. So why should the government help those who help or govern over those who who don't are not interested in helping themselves? I guess is the, the big question here. What do you think? Well, we've been having discussions. Uh, I'm. Can you answer it? I'm <laughs> very. I, I'm. I don't have a, an answer. He has a very no I mean I'm, I'm upset because I look at for example the the, uh, the um, entertainment industry culture um, and and it it upsets me that so many people I mean you know they, this sticks out uh, maybe right now only in this episode but uh, but the truth is you look around and there's so many businesses going out of business. And so many people suffering because of decisions and mismanagement. And yeah, it, it kind of, it pisses me off that, you know, there's not the freedom to choose because, you know, many people can still go out and be safe or maybe they can't, but, you know, let people decide. And then maybe in certain industries can survive or, you know, people can take their own risks Maybe, you know, we'll find creative ways, like you just mentioned, to, exactly. to do uh, shows outside and, and people will take distance. It'll be a whole new type of art, you know, um, and it just kind of it, it gets to me. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't bother you. Definitely. I, I think the first question everyone has to ask themselves in February, back in February, is how do I invent what, what is the new me? In 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 that, uh, and I'm 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 reflecting to the people that really um, looked at a year ahead future, and I'll give you an example. I I, I uh, Leo Raz and myself gave an offer to Netflix. Leo Raz, yeah, yeah, the, the creator, creator founder, founder. Yeah, I just called him um, a few days after the uh, the first lockdown in Israel back in February, March. And I told him, look, Leo, I assume that the theater uh, will be closed at least a year from now. And I assume that everyone still want to watch great shows and musicals and stuff. Let's give an offer to the biggest theaters in the world that um, doing the biggest uh, shows, musicals and stuff as a production company and uh, they will give the uh, the sh they will put the shows on stage all this uh, great musicals will come with a great production with uh, seven cameras and I mean great crew will shoot that um, uh, big shows 
will create a new department in Netflix that people will be able to pay $5, $8, $20 for a show. And at least they will have some kind of... Uh, of um, um, It's a live experience, like live show? A live show. And the theater, all the theater needs to do... Because... Th- th- uh, um, The problem is not the uh, the actors on the stage. The problem is uh, to put a thousand people together in the hall. So we don't have that problem. We can shoot the show and let people enjoy enjoy from a show. At least come close to a live show. Just sit at home. It's an incredible idea. It is. Apparently, Netflix in that time, at that time didn't uh, accept our offer. Mm-hmm. Nobody did it till now because everybody still think that It's, it's a one month, two month ahead and uh, the, uh, the theaters will be open. Eventually, we're in uh, September and I don't see the theaters working in the next three, four months. And here you go, it's a year ahead. You know, it, it makes me think because it brings us back to what you said before, that, which I also really connect with and admire, that, that uh, it is what it is. And you can point your finger at whoever you want, but in the end... It's like, give me the power to realize what I can change and to accept what I can't, right? So it's like, in the end, there's circumstances and you deal with them and you find a way to persevere through them. But I feel in Israel, the culture is a culture of, at least in our generation, mm-hmm. I think your generation is different. In our generation, the culture is, I'll sit here and wait for someone to help me. Um, I'll blame someone else. Like, it's the government's fault. It's the rich people's fault, right? And people won't ask themselves what I can... Like, I deserve everything for myself. I wonder when you work, because you, you mentioned earlier that you do work, workshops and you work with young actors. I guess you're, you mind the generation gap, or do you? Definitely. I, unfortunately, after I, I, um, I've been hosted in a few TV shows and I said that You better think of of uh, of your new you and on what you can do under the circumstances of uh, the um, the a year ahead in theater what we call I had um, a very aggressive and uh, disappointment I guess so uh, um, feedback from young actor that uh, actress that asked me how can, how can, how can you say that and I said um, And I said, "Look, this is the time that you have to realize what a material you you're built from and uh and I remember at that time a lot of young actors went to the uh national theater uh outside space the exteriors with uh with signs uh I will not survive and that freaked my mind part my French." <laughs> How can you, you know, a young guy, a young, young actor, 22, 23, 24 years old can stand in the middle of the, in the, in the, middle of the, uh, the, the city and say, I will not survive. You will not survive, man. If you will not, if that's your, your point of view of, 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 of life, you will not survive when you're that young, you're not belong to, uh, to that profession. Because I'm, I'm in the business for 35 years. I can't. can tell you how many times I went back to live with my parents how many times <laughs> so many times <laughs> and you know I've been around for so many years I did so many films and TV series and the biggest theater shows ever happened in that country that's the business you can have a wonderful five years that you're on the top you're working with the best people you you have uh, you have you know with a lot of prosperity and this times that you work in two years you are uh, business bad okay right. it's also life it's it's, it's also it's, life but this this is the mixture this is the profession I know but it can happen to people who are not actors as well it can happen to entrepreneurs high-tech exactly um, so many business just business owners it can happen to anyone and it's part of but I, I got into a Facebook argument recently um, Where I was shut up shut shut it up <laughs> no, shut up I was shut up by uh, <laughs> by very prominent uh, news personalities here in Israel on this Facebook group mm-hmm. and I essentially said like uh, when y- you you 
in this situation, I lost my train of thought because you fixed me. <laughs> oh, no, okay. Jesus. No, Go but ahead. I was, uh, I got into this, uh, this argument when I, w- where I was, we were talking about now so many young people, um, they can take money from the government and just sit at home and do nothing. And I said, like, you know, if you innovate, eventually you will have success. Like there are those who innovate and there are those who sit at home and I got bullied. How can you say that, that if you innovate, you will have success. So many innovators failed and now they're dead. And, you know, so there's this new uh, there's this new, I think, idea that that uh, there's something like deterministic about it, that like uh, hard work doesn't yield success, Mm. that you aren't in control of your own destiny. Uh, but you don't ascribe to that. I do in my own way, you know. I, uh, I, I right in the first lockdown, I started to do uh, live Instagram uh, acting classes for everyone. Thousands of people every night uh, used to uh, see my uh, my Instagram live. Um, three days after the first uh, the first show. I got a call from Bernard Hiller. Bernard Hiller is the the acting coach uh, number one in Hollywood. If you'll Google Bernard Hiller, you'll see in his studios, you'll see um, um, Al Pacino, you'll see uh, uh, Cameron Diaz, uh, Samuel Jackson, you'll see uh, big names, great actors. And he called me and said, hey, I watched your... He was, he was my acting coach in Los Angeles. I took... Uh, uh, two or three years classes of uh, with him in, in Los Angeles, and he told me, "I watched your um, your your uh, acting uh, class. It was great. I want to do a class with you. Yes, uh, uh, tomorrow together. Wow! Will you do it with me?" I said, "Well, man, you're the king. Thank you very much for for the <laughs> offer, and it was fantastic." A day after, I got a call from uh, uh, April Webster. She's the casting director in Hollywood. She. Uh, You'll Google her. She's casting the biggest films, biggest TV series. She said, Aki, I, Bernard showed me the uh, what you did together, and I want to uh, have my contribution to the actors in Israel. Will you do uh, an hour with me as well on your Instagram? I said, well, man, thank you very much, April. We did that, and it was super success. And then a lot of great artists came along, a guy native director and the creator, the writer of Skin, and uh, Jamie's wife. Uh, we had a wonderful hour as well for the Israeli industry. I had uh, an hour with uh, Gidon Raf, uh, the creator of, uh, the writer of The Spy of... Uh, um, uh, Homeland, home, the Israeli home, Homeland. Homeland, the Israeli Homeland, and, and many... So what do you say to those young people who blame everyone who won't take initiative. Yeah. How do you explain that and what do you say to this them? This is what I say. I said, look at me. I'm 30 years in the, in the business. I have three kids and I'm sitting at home and I'm thinking, what can I do for my, my community? What is my contribution? And out of that, I'll find my way to, to build uh, a new language, a new business. But they're not programmed like that. That's their own problem. So, but it's our problem, I think, too. So, so, but wait, I think what what they would say. Okay. I'm going to play the devil's advocate okay. here. What they would say is, you're you're Aki Avni. Okay. Like, you're not an example. Okay. I mean, you already have a name. Everybody knows you. People are calling you up. So I think what might help is, let's start from where you started from. Tell us a bit how... Cause did you always have this mindset? Or when you were young, were you holding up a sign that said, I, I, I won't survive? I'll, t- I'll tell you two things. First of all... You have to go with the idea in mind. It's not about who you know. It's about who wants to know you. I I don't want to know. I it's you know we want to know Brad Pitt. We want no no no. You have to think that they want to know you. And what's so special about you? Because we are, we're, first of all, we are storytellers. Okay, this is my business. I'm a storyteller. Okay, a director, a writer, an actor, a photographer. We all storytellers, and many other uh, professions were storytellers. And what's the story that you're telling? You have to tell an interesting, intelligent, uh, moving, inspiring. This is your story. 
and your name. You have to tag your name to label, label your name. The only way to do it is, first of all, to be the best of you. Because there's no one else and the, and the whole world is Moshe Levy. Now, if Moshe Levy wants to be Brad Pitt, he will never be Brad Pitt because we already have Brad Pitt. And he's the best Brad Pitt that we have in the world. <laughs> You'll not be better than Brad Pitt, so why do you want to be Brad Pitt? Okay? So you want to be the best Moshe Levy that you can be because what Moshe Levy has, no one other in the, no, no one in the world has what you have. So be the best of yourself and grow and grow and grow. And one day when you'll get into the room, people will say, wow, this is... This best Moshe Levy. I, I hear when I hear you, I hear radical individualism. Basically, it's just you know the idea that every single person has a spark within them that Nechon. they can turn into Nechon. the world, Nechon. like we spoke about before, that they can use to change the world, uh, which I very much agree with. But but back to my question: Did you always have this? Were you always of this mindset, or was there a moment in time where it changed? It, you know, it's a good question. I think it's uh, it's something that um, you're building in the way. It's like uh, you know, you 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 get hungry and hungrier and hungrier uh, along the way. Some and and vice versa. If you get um, satisfied, if you go with the um, experience of um, satisfaction, full, and you're not hungry anymore. It's the start of the end. Mm -hmm. And I always had this hungerness. Hungerness. Okay? And uh, I, th I think it happened uh, when I was uh, a student in uh, Joram Levinstein Studios. Uh, and, and the first year I wanted to have a great role. And I got it. And then the second year I, sa I said, well, I want, I want to play in that uh, play. And and I gotta say, wow! If if I'll if I'll finish this uh, school and I and they will hire me in the national theater and I'll have a good role, wow! I'll be the happier man in the world when that happened. I, I say, wow! If I'll have the bigger show and I'll I, and I'll start in that show and when that and I say, you know, the year after, I said, wow! If I'll get the Academy Award, that man, <laughs> well, my mind will explode. I'll be so happy when and. I I th I think I I'll give you a good answer because this when I think about it this is the real answer when I came back from Los Angeles in two thousand nine um, after almost ten years uh, out of Israel I came here just to do a few projects no one of the um, uh, the best directors in Israel uh, wanted to hire me. No one in the uh, from the theater wanted to hire me. Why? It's a good question. I don't have an answer. I, I've left. Um, you know, I, I never left Israel, but I, I in the year of nineteen, no, in the two thousand, I uh, left to Los Angeles, and and uh, when I had a great pick in Israel with you know best movies. And you had everything. Series. Yeah, and and. When I came back almost ten years after, I felt that no one wants to work with me. And it's a good question. I don't know. You know, Israel is a, is a land of patriots. You know, if you left, if you left us, if you, uh, if you, uh, traitor, like a traitor. It's yeah. unbelievable. You think this is the reason? I don't know. You know, today it's not like this because today uh, actors doing auditions from uh, uh, from a world distance. You know, you doing yeah. auditions on your phone, and and that time it was not like that. You had to actually go to. Uh, and live in Los Angeles to, uh, to... I think, look, I was a kid back then. Yes. But I remember there was a sense of, like many people were, there was a bit of a mockery, I feel, at you mm -hmm. in real time, mm -hmm. people. And I feel it was because people were jealous because you got to understand people who listen to it today, they know Gal Gadot and they know about Fauda and they know mm -hmm. about... But you were a pioneer in that sense. Mm -hmm. It's not, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were one of the first who would do such an ambitious and people would say he's he's crazy mm -hmm. like who does he think he is mm -hmm. so they were i think angry at you for even thinking that you can make it in hollywood 
And also, so they were jealous, they were angry, all these emotions, that's my explanation. That's interesting. All these emotions together yeah. made them reluctant. Uh, but I don't know. So but, you, but, you, but you ended up coming back and, and you couldn't get a job. And you were telling us that yeah, you, and that th and this is the answer for your uh, for your question. I I today I'm I'm more hungry than I was uh, back as a as a young student. I'm hungry to uh, to create, to do uh, movies, to produce, to direct, to act. Was uh, that like a traumatizing? I think so. I think so. In in a way, it is. And now, when you mention all this wonderful. Uh, um, a great point of view of uh, of of the uh, situation. It's it's it was definitely uh, I wouldn't say a trauma, but it was it was definitely not a yeah pleasant, scarring yeah yeah experience. It was it was losing what maybe you had taken for granted. It was losing why what I collect in my own ten fingers yeah for years. I see, and then you had to all of a sudden it was taken away, and you had to win it back to start again in the yeah. age of 40 years old to start again from zero it was interesting but definitely i today i look at that saved my professional life that saved my professional life because if i would stay in israel probably i would be uh, uh you know i was bored already an actor in israel for so many years i bored already and that 10 years in Los Angeles, nine years in Los Angeles, gave me a great perspective of, uh, first of all, of how it's to create in, in a strange, not native language. And this is one of the uh, biggest things I've, I've learned through the years. It was a great experience as an actor not to play from, you know, in Hebrew, I play from my... Uh, I would say from my neshama, from my soul, from my stomach. I don't think about the language. I, I, I'm in the moment. I'm in the character. I'm in the, uh, um, the scene, and I just deliver as an actor the, um, what the character being in that certain moment. When I play in English, I, it's, it's more in here in the analytic area. I think about. The word, how to pronounce uh, to pronounce it well, the accent, what's the next word, um, and that level um, reduce my uh, my delivery, my natural delivery. But there's something probably also there's a positive side to it that like you're focusing more on the craft, on like the technical side, on the tactics, on the nuances. No, the positive side that I I was fortunate to work with the best. Uh, people in my profession in the world. I mean, I I worked with Natalie Portman. I I worked with uh, Antonio Banderas. I worked in '24 with the um, um, yeah, the son of uh, Sutherland. Uh, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer. Kiefer. Yeah. You know, I worked with so many with Meg Ryan. I worked with so many uh, great people in my arena, and that was uh, it. and you paved the way. I I feel. To people like I, I, I think that people in the last decade who did the same moves, I guess they knew about you, and and I think you paved the way for many people with your blood, sweat, and tears. I well, I I'm happy for that. But you're talking about pioneers, you know. I I always since the uh, my first show in, in. Sorry that I'm saying that, but. You mentioned that it's it's just a fact, you know. I, I just started in the uh, Channel One Israeli TV. I had the first teenagers show we had in that time. It was just one channel on that's TV. That's the eighties, guys. That's the eighties. We had like sixty percent rating, like the whole country. You you opened the uh, the TV. One hundred percent. One yeah, but no, not, <laughs> not the whole country watched the uh, yeah. But if you opened the TV. You had one channel. Exactly. So we were the pioneers of, of the TV. And then when Channel 2 arised, uh, uh, I had the first, um, the first show on the first day um, on Channel 2, which Channel 2, it's the, uh, the private TV, the first time that we had I think Israel. you also did the first reality TV. First reality in TV. Israel. First game show in Israel. First <laughs> game show, uh, reality, we brought it. Uh, we brought it from uh, 
from the American TV. Didn't you do a Mivtsar as well? I did a Mivtsar as well. Wasn't it before? I think it was before Kriyotisha. A Mivtsar was... In the middle of the sea, you had this yeah. set. Khirti Sharon is like a bachelorette, right? Yeah, exactly. And then Hamiv Tzal, what is that? I think it was before. I, it's a French concept. It's a French TV show. We, we, we were shooting in La Rochelle in French. It's like, a, how do you call it? Fear? Uh, fear factor? F- like fear factor. Ah, okay. But it's, <laughs> it's Joe Rogan, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a great concept. It's an island that Napoleon built in the middle of the, uh, the, the between islands in France. And it was basically, it was a jail. But the, Elba. Uh, Elba? Uh, uh, Fort Boyal. Ah, it's okay. And the, it's so old, but the TV um, um, station bought that place and made uh, wow. 70 rooms. Every room, it's a different challenge, different Escape games. Escape rooms. Exactly. Like it, today. <laughs> exactly. And the middle Amazing. of that was lions and animals and stuff that you had to go with. And a game, you have to go through them and stuff. It was a wonderful show. It was That's also... Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me ask you, you asked us this before the show. Yeah. Uh, but luckily we're not in the spotlight here. So what's, <laughs> what's, what's your goal? Like, you know, through your acting, through your creation, what's your goal? I tell you. The goal, I'm, I'm privileged to have um, every month or two a new project, a new script. And every script has its own goal. And I'll give you the example. I had a TV show called Tironut. We did uh, three seasons. I was lucky to have the... Tehonut's uh, boot camp. Boot camp, yeah. yeah. I got three Academy Awards for Best Actor in, in each season. And I asked myself, what, what's what's the goal? What is Matrata Al of the, the main character, the character that I'm, that I'm uh, created in, in the script and the TV series? And... I realized, this is not Mutratal, this is not the, the goal, but I realized that it really reflects, reflecting of the Israeli society, of the, uh, of the army, the environment of the army between soldiers and commanders. And I realized that the whole Arabs nation around is looking at it, and they are looking at me. And I am represents the Israeli army, the Israeli commander, the uh, the state of mind of the of the the strongest um, union of the Isra- of the state of Israel, which is the which is Tzal, the IDF. And I am I am the uh, the flag of it. You thought about all that beforehand. Yeah. I know it sounds, uh, it, someone can think that it's pathetic, but I wanted to show all our neighbors that we are strong and sensitive and humans and we can be very good and we can be very bad. And we, um, we know exactly what we're doing. We care. We want peace. We, are have, we have a strong army because we have to, not because we want to attack someone, because we want to defend ourselves. And this is our rights. All these things. And that gave me a big engine to do the best job as I can. And luckily, uh, we had a good script that had all these colors and the stories of each episode. Um, and, and back to present days. How do you take, because Eitan asked like about today, what is, so how do you take that? As I said, every, every, every script is, is, uh, is, is, is a new thing. You know, I just finished uh, a TV series called Mekif Milano for uh, channel one. And I'm playing there the head of the, uh, it's for teenagers and I'm playing there the head of the, uh, Uh, fashion it's a fashion department they, they learn fashion and the whole thing is about the story is about um, a thing that uh, dilemmas the teenagers dealing with them these days about you know bullying uh, each other about um, 
an older guy going out with a young girl, underage, uh, bulimia, anorexia, and all these things. And I look at that, and I know my mission. As I, I have to be good as an actor, but it, it's, it, there's a very important message that my job is to deliver that message in the right way and in the deepest as I can to the people that uh, are sitting uh, in front of the screen and watch that. And I want them to think about every single word we said that after and to think with themselves, where am I in, in, in that issue? And when you played Booth? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely um, John Wilkes Booth, uh, this evil guy that uh, murdered Abraham Lincoln. Uh, first of all, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great um, musical, Assassins by Stephen Zondheim. I was privileged to play John Wilkes Booth. And what I did with John Wilkes Booth is I to be able to uh, to um, to play a character you you have to believe him and to justify it all the things that he's doing okay even if you played the worst character that ever ever walked on earth if you want Adolf uh, Hitler okay you have to think how can I play this evil guy without judge him. And to justify what what he's doing, so I have a great list of of justifying John Wilkes Booth. For example, <laughs> give us give us number one. <laughs> We won't take it out of context. <laughs> we're, we're not going to take this bit and put it on uh, Instagram. Aki Avni. Yeah, this is what he said. Aki Avni. Abraham Lincoln deserved S to die. Slavery <laughs> is not that bad. Yeah. Uh, I'll, get, I'll go deeper than that, okay? okay? I'll go deeper than that. I'll go with you to the... Uh, I'll go with you as an actor. If you have a character that he's... Uh, he's a children... Murders, okay? I'm going very deep. I'm sorry from our, view, from our listeners that um, um, listen to that, to that, but you have to listen to the assets of of my uh, the things that I'm putting out here okay because this is an actor job what I'm doing now it's not me I'm, I'm talking as a professional uh, actor now this is the job that I'm doing if I have to play um, that guy that is a is a children's killer serial killer okay I will take that role because as an actor, I believe as far as the role, as, as long as the, as far as the role from me, as long, long as the distance between us, and that's challenging me, and I want to do that. It's a challenge, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, if I'll play that character, I will tell you that. The best time of a human being is till the age of five. And I'll tell you why. Because you think the world is wonderful. Everybody's taking care of you. You don't have to deal with... Wiping. No, you don't have to deal with, if I can say it with that word, uh, S-H-I-T, yeah, yeah. with that shit things that we're dealing as uh, as adults in our society. The world is really beautiful. Your soul is so clean and the world is beautiful. From the age of five and six, you start to understand that this world is not as you thought. And this is the best time to kill the kids because the soul is pure and you spare from them the dirt of this world. So... You have to kill them when they're five years old and you spread beautiful soul to the next world. Wow. And Booth, and back to Booth. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> no, I, I, it's so heavy. I'm trying to. <laughs> just like, let's go back. Uh, again, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> no, no, no. You just yeah, asked we get me it. About we get it. I don't know if it's, our listeners uh, will. But. Yeah. No, but it's, it, it's interesting because it really does. I think there's something uh almost therapeutic about it because i think 
I think that you, you know, in order to really, uh, I think in order to really control yourself, be the best you can be, you have to realize that we're all capable of the worst. We're all capable of being, you know, there's psychopaths and, and of course, but like, but John Wilkes Booth, you know, Hitler, uh, we're all, I don't, obviously I'm not saying, you know, everybody's capable of genocide, but inside us, there is that seed of evil. You're totally and, right. You're totally right. As an, as an actor, as human being, we have this everything within us. Okay. Mm-hmm. As an actor, I have the privilege just to, uh, to, um, take that, um, specific, um, thing in me and just to g- give it, um, how do you say like magnify expression it. yeah <laughs> to give it an expression yeah exactly yeah and i think that there is something uh there's something that you know therapeutic about it as i said because you have to deal with that idea that like okay i can think these thoughts and all of a sudden it makes you confront the fact that what really matters in life is action not choices thought. meaning you have to realize that these thoughts exist in you and you have to contain them but you don't act on them like you, you separate between the action. Now, of course, not everybody has these thoughts, you know, that are that extreme. But that's what life is about. Is it's very easy to putting dismiss, a line between them. Dismiss Hitler as as monsters. Yeah, it's so easy for us, right? Yeah, there's that famous book. What is it called? The banality of evil. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but again, back to Booth. Can you give us an example to his one of his motives in your research? Well. Um, well, Booth was a, was a, a, a whole world. Um, I, I tell you what attracts me first, and I, I'll give you I'll give you the answer. What attracts attracts me um, most in, in Booth that he was actually he was an actor. His father was an actor. He was an actor in uh, the theater was called uh, Uncle Sam, and as an actor, he could uh, come in and out the theater uh, as one of the uh, of the um, the staff members. And uh, that's how he got so close to uh, to Abram to the to, uh, to the president. The president in that time had uh, just uh, one um, one uh, guard. Um, he passed the guard easily. Abram Lincoln sat in the balcony right above the stage, and John Wilkes Booth's plan was to uh, to shoot Abram Lincoln as he did. To jump on the stage, give his own speech and his um, uh, beliefs, and uh, he didn't care to uh, that they will catch him. But unfortunately, he jumped on the stage. He broke his leg. He was so under pain, he couldn't say what he wanted to say. He dragged himself outside of the theater. A friend of his waited for him. And two horses was there, and they ran away for three days to uh to a barns and uh they went to a doctor because after a day or two he had a a high fever, obviously he had a already infection in his leg and uh the doctor took the police to uh, the place they were hiding to the barn, and the police told him, uh, "You have to come outside now, or we'll burn the place so he shot himself in the neck and he wrote that um, I'm shooting myself in the neck that my face will stay whole to the sake of the future <laughs> it was that <laughs> crazy so, mad mad and it's totally they, mad yeah totally mad they burned the uh, they they find the um, uh, the letter and uh, and not uh, much was left of his face exactly <laughs> Exactly. that's crazy but i mean yeah you have to get into that kind of role and it's just got to be like such it's scary a, it's like such a mountain to climb to like be able to i don't know embody you're not afraid that people are going to remember you for that because i whenever i see really evil people on on in movies or tv i'm like god that's it's scary to take that role just because like people are going to think of me as a child molester or as yeah. a serial Ramsey killer. Bolton in Game of Thrones like yeah yeah, yeah. The problem I think it's 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 a wishful thinking of every actor that you yeah. remember them in it doesn't way. matter for in any way you know <laughs> I wonder w- would you play Hitler I, I'd, I'd love to and I I will I would look 
How would you approach? I'll t- uh, you asked me and asked me about John Wilkes Booth. I yeah. didn't want to say it, but I will say it. I was so crazy in that time when I played John Wilkes Booth that my goal was to give... <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> my goal was to give John Wilkes Booth a second chance, an opportunity to regret of his actions. And every show before the show, I used to go out of the theater 10 minutes before the show. And this is crazy. And I used to say, I invite you, John Wilkes Booth, to come in me and to regret of all your actions. As long as I will be as you, uh, your mission will fulfill. If you want to say sorry, if you want to show how horrible you've been because you're sorry now, so come in and let's play together. That's what they call <laughs> method. That's what they call Stanislavski. Stanislavski. Exactly. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So did he ever show up? Every night. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's, that is, wow. Very inspiring, really. Um, to segue very sharply, Another thing I want to talk to you about is having political views as an artist in Israel. We studied in, in Tel Aviv University Film School, mm-hmm. and it was not the best experience. Like, if you're not a lefty, a merits voter or the joint list voter, and you go to study film in Tel Aviv, you're fucked, basically. <laughs> okay? They will shit on you. Um... So I don't know about Eitan, but like I, 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 was, I was a Lapid voter back then, mm-hmm. okay, which is center. And, and I got rammed all over the place because of that. And, uh, but it was a very political place. Like he would come in the morning to a history of film lecture, and he would just talk about how much BB sucks, okay, instead of teaching film. Um, and, and yeah, and since then I learned a lot about how hard it is to be a non-leftist, Uh, creative person here in Israel and recently like you had some you expressed some opinions I guess in, in, on Instagram and on TV shows and how and how does it feel like is, isn't it scary can you do you pay a price unfortunately it's it's um, it's it's a very sad issue um, but it's all over the world in, in the states as well very much though more than in Israel if you're not in the gang you're you're totally out and the way in is uh, is is very hard anyway um, I I don't like to uh, spread my political um, view be- because of that matter but when I have to I don't have any um, um, Nothing stop stopping me. I don't have any obligates. Uh, I, 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 I said my political um, opinion because it was in Shaistan, which is uh, like a Friday night show in Israel. Uh, we were um, th- three people around the table for for an hour with with the host Shaistan. And he was uh, going deep inside to uh, political his political views. And uh, <coughs> The other two guests uh, spread their own uh, belief and and it was a time that I, I couldn't I couldn't stay silent in that matter and I yeah what was it regarding um, about the uh, protesting in uh, Bibi's house and all, all that all that things and that they don't open the theaters and maybe it's because all the artists are lefties and now they being punished by the uh, by the government and stuff and I and I and I opened it completely and after I opened it I um, I, I don't have I, I I don't feel uncomfortable to um, to share my views I think what's happened in Israel it's uh, it's super extreme right now But above all, I think the best thing happened to Israel by have this uh, um, coalition between the um, left met left mead and and the right wings in Israel. We have uh, two prime ministers. We have um, 
ministers from both sides of the uh, political map and all the uh, consuls that are taking the decisions are coming from both uh, wings and this is the best um, that Israel could have in that last elections. I was uh, part of uh, maybe, I don't know, three or four artists that went uh, against uh, elections number four and I a lot of people kicked me badly because of that but I don't care because this is my this is my truth this is my belief uh, and I'm happy that this this thing didn't happen maybe it will but we don't know yeah. but right now as as long as I see it, it's not going to happen now and it's very easy to uh, to blame the prime minister but it's very unfair because there's uh, it's it's the time that they're they're both in in the uh, holding the crown. Isn't it said though that like okay again because you're Akiavni you're already very prominent maybe you can afford to express but I, I feel like a young actor who is trying to make it let's say God forbid he votes Bibi mm -hmm. okay he has to hide it right I mean and you said it it's it's scary to maybe to share your maybe opinion. the other way around. Maybe he can do it because he has nothing yet to lose, and I have a lot to lose. Okay, I, 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 yeah, definitely. But also, but he would still be afraid to do it. And sometimes I, I, I say to myself, like, if so many people are afraid, and I, I feel many people are to express their opinion here in Israel, also in the high tech industry and many other industries. What are we different from Soviet Russia? Maybe we're not. Uh, I, I do think we have a wonderful democracy. A lot of people doesn't realize uh, of all the obstacles that the state of Israel dealing every moment of a day in, in all arenas. And, uh, and yet we're, we're a wonderful democracy. And, uh, you know, it's remind me the, uh, the story of the obligations that the... Uh, the office of culture uh, made uh, for for the uh, film industry when uh, Miri Regev uh, the former uh, um, minister of culture said that uh, they will not um, finance uh, movies that uh, dealing with issues against the authorities or against the state of Israel and a lot of creators and artists and producers uh, thought it's very unfair and it, it was a, a whole spiel, a whole thing around that. <clears throat> and I say, look, we have a wonderful democracy. If you want to go now out of the streets and say, you know, BB sucks, you, you go free, feel free to say that. Nobody will even look at you twice because you can. But if you expect the country to support your film, as a governmental uh, finance, a film that going to the worst uh, film festivals around the world and talking brutally against the state of Israel, you're hallucinating. You're hallucinating. And how can you think it's not fair? If you want to do your own film and find a financier for that, go ahead. No one will tell you anything. But if you want the government to, to, to finance that, they got used to it. The government has been financing that for decades. No more. I'm very glad about it. No more. Yeah, you more. see a change? I, first of all, it's a fact. This is a change. Yeah. But it's, uh, the, the big change is not that the country doesn't finance that. The big change is it's in the state of mind of all those people that they realize uh, if they want to the do... The party's over. Part, and, party's and, over. And it's great. There's no uh, mom and dad. No, there is, but not for from. such content. You can still yeah. submit your scripts, but mm -hmm. you have to write some other scripts. No, but but he, what he's saying is you want to do what you do, fine. Go, go make it happen, mm -hmm. which I think goes back to, again, that radical individualism and also about uh, what you were saying before. In the end, it's like your outlook, it seems to me from what I'm you know, hearing from you, is deal with it. <laughs> Like, you know, first of all, we're not Soviet Russia and it we're luckily we're a great country, a great democracy. But wherever you are, deal with it. If you're in Soviet Russia, deal with it. It's on you to change the world. 
you can't expect just things to change and you sitting there and crying all day isn't going to do anything about it yeah your permission is to change your world what i'm what i'm uh, referring it's you have to create your own neighborhood your neighborhood is the people that you will choose to surround you and uh, the professional people uh, your your family your friends and your country you, you, i'll tell you more than that you know, 15 years ago, if I'm not mistaken, uh, occurs to the world a wonderful thing that called Facebook. And if in the old world, we, you used to open a map and to see the, uh, the, border, the borders between the countries was a straight line between Germany, Holland, Belgium, Europe, this, that, this country, this country. And it was a straight line that crosses, doesn't matter, you know, mountains, rivers, lakes was a cross line that was different the differences between countries 15 years ago this miracle thing uh occurs to the world called facebook and people build societies that share same thoughts same views same values same this and that and they created you know five thousand people city ten thousand fifty thousand and I think the day is not so far that will people will build little cities, little village, villages that um, um, share the same values, no matter race, color, gender, uh, religious, nothing. Just group of peoples that will build uh, uh, cities under that circumstances. And I'm going deeper than that coronavirus occurs to the world and it's like it's zoomed in all that things and tells you that okay you're locked at home this is your society this is your whatever family society this is your home this is your abilities and let's deal with it and i think i'm i'm trying to look at it it's it's narrowing down and down and down and i i don't have the complete answer yet but it's it's it happening we're in the midst of the of the thing and each one of us have to think you know it's it's i'm going back to uh number one question about we started to uh talk about the uh, these times of the coronavirus it's um definition it's 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 new definitions for a lot of things yeah thank you so much for coming mm. um what can we plug uh you have like you have in, you're on instagram first of all do you post in english sometimes there um yeah sure of okay course. so aki avni on instagram right yeah, that's right aki aki with a blue check ah Okay. A-K-I-A-V-N-I. That's right. And, and uh, what else? What, is what else can we recommend? Like um, people oh. in America, they want to, I don't know, watch something you made. Uh, right now they can watch on Netflix. I have a wonderful film called Damascus Cover with uh, John Hart, Zicholi Vracha, and Jonathan Ritz Myers. It's a wonderful mu- uh, movie about... Um, 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 Mossad spy in uh, Damascus. Uh, they can watch the uh, first season of uh, Khatufim, the Israeli version for Homeland. It's on uh, Netflix. It's on there? Netflix. Yes, sure. Amazing. Um, what else I have? Amazon Prime. I have a wonderful film. It's called uh, The Way Out. Um, starring there. Uh, it's 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 a wonderful film about. Guy dealing with with life. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> like uh, oh, jinx it. No yeah. spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, no, no spoilers. spoilers. Um, yeah. Um, what else? My new two films. That uh, one of them obviously will uh, will go around the world. Uh, the movie that I'm shooting now. It's called Check Out. It's all in English. Uh, American Israeli American and Israelis uh, actors. We're shooting now. I guess we'll be out in. Uh, in five six seven months because uh things going fast now you know yeah, you just yeah. you sure you go to editing room i mean uh, there's not a lot happening so uh, 
you're constantly in that. I think people are trying to take advantage of this time, right? Everybody's at home. Everybody wants a movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, we'll put links to all of that. Yeah. And and, uh, and before we go, um, we have a collaboration with the Forward uh, sponsorship. Uh, the Forward, you can check them out at forward.com. Go to forward.com slash 2NJB uh, to get a special exclusive offer. Uh, you get 67% off for the first six months, so six months for 10 bucks. Uh, forward.com slash 2NJB. Get all of your news, your opinion, uh, commentary through a Jewish lens. Forward.com slash 2NJB. Also, Arutsheva, israelnationalnews.com. Check them out for the Israeli perspective on news and articles and yes interesting content and ajn.timesofisrael.com the australian jewish news ajn.timesofisrael.com check them out and of course we do this on our free time guys so if you want to help us out 2njb.com slash donate that is it Aki thank you so much really really inspiring thank you very much for having me you're great thank you very much thank you thanks guys Bye. bye